toxic relationships are not that uncommon. But it could take a very long time to recognize and step out of one. In this episode, I will take you through the various kinds of toxic people and the methods they use to retain power and control in a relationship. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. Episode 36 Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I'm Anna Chandy, your host for this podcast. Over the last 27 years, I have interacted with more than a thousand people both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through the experiences of people I have interacted with. Last week, a session with a young client got me thinking about relationships. She is 23 or 24 and in her first serious relationship. While everyone in her life thinks the relationship is going great, she knows something is just not right. The problem? She's not able to point out what exactly. After the session, I sat down with this heaviness. She was not the first client with relationship issues to come to me. But what struck me is the naivety with which we all enter a relationship. After all, we are not taught how to be in a relationship. We are left to discover and find our way. And for many of us, we are left with nothing but the influence of movies and books, which often project an unrealistic notion of love. We begin to believe that everything is okay in the name of love. Overprotective partner, love, angry partner, anger is love, tearful fights, attachment is love. Love. Culturally, it overrides every other semblance of practicality in an already complex dating world. So what I began to think about is how we miss the signs of a toxic relationship or how we read but misinterpret the signs of a dysfunctional relationship. Either way, we end up in a place where we are the subject of emotional abuse and often physical abuse. Whereas, a healthy relationship is a space where you can be yourself, unabashedly. A place where you're not fighting to prove yourself again and again. It strengthens our self-esteem versus a toxic relationship which tears us down and is emotionally draining. The main component 
of a healthy relationship is not love, but mutual respect, compassion and trust. It relies on a common understanding of control and our ability to share it. Basically, it encourages our growth, makes us feel supported and secure. In sharp contrast, a toxic relationship is not a safe place. The most dominant features are self-centeredness, dominance and control. At best, it is dysfunctional. At worst, it can cause serious damage to us emotionally and sometimes even physically. Every day spent in such a relationship is a risk to our well-being. Despite all this, it takes two individuals to make a toxic relationship. If we feel we are in one, it is important to stop and ask, what is stopping me from leaving this relationship? What need in me is this fulfilling? What words or actions of mine allow someone to be this way with me? Before we all begin to diagnose our relationships, a word of caution. All relationships have ups and downs. And most relationships will have a situation or two that is toxic. We aren't taught how to be in a relationship. Most of us just figure it out as we go along. But a relationship in which your well-being is constantly threatened or you don't feel safe is definitely not a healthy sign. In a toxic relationship, dysfunction is the norm. There are various types of toxic people, but what is common to all of them is the need for control. This need is an obsession which leads to manipulative behaviors on a daily basis. The obstacle to easily identifying this kind of a relationship is these people show their best to the outside world. They are seen as the ideal individual. In fact, how they manipulate for power in the relationship may not be very clear even to their partner. Now, while here I am talking about partners, a toxic relationship can exist between any two individuals in a family, in the office space, or even among friends. In my experience, I have seen eight types of toxic partners again and again. I'll share a few characteristics of each of these. The first is the deprecator or what we call the belittler. As the name suggests, this individual will constantly look for occasions to belittle you. They ridicule, often in public, pointing out your ideas or beliefs as stupid. They disguise this behavior as a joke. If questioned, they will, in all likelihood, put it back on you, asking you, can't you take a joke? If this continues long enough, eventually, you will begin to believe that maybe this person is right. Maybe my thoughts, my actions, my beliefs are not valid. 
and maybe you are not capable of making decisions. In addition, they might repeatedly tell you that you're lucky to have someone like them and they possibly no one else will tolerate you. Over time, you will begin to believe this as the truth. Your self-esteem will take a beating and their goal is achieved. They now have complete control over you and the relationship. The second is the bad temper, toxic partner. This person is likely to flare up in anger suddenly and without reason. Normal conversations can be triggering and extremely unpredictable. The partner ends up walking on eggshells around the toxic partner. Of course, this is visible only to the recipient. In the outside world, this person is seen as pleasant and committed to a healthy relationship. When confronted, they will burst into rage, blaming the victim instead. This is a classic trait observed in toxic relationships. One person uses intimidation to control the relationship. The partner has to be constantly vigilant and careful to not trigger an outburst. This can be tiring, emotionally draining and damaging to the victim's health. The third kind of toxic person is the guilt inducer. This person uses guilt as a tool to control the victim. If you do something they don't like, they will make sure you know it and make you feel guilty about it. In fact, they might even get someone else to let you know that they are disappointed in you. This kind of person can be in a toxic relationship with their child or parent or friend. I have seen these traits in parents and how they use this method to manipulate their adult children. It could be as basic as making them feel about going on a holiday and leaving them alone or moving to another city for their career. So, how do they do it? It's just not by making you feel guilty, but occasionally removing the guilt. When you do something they want you to do, they approve. This removal of guilt makes the victim feel relieved and they try and achieve that state again and again. Especially among people who are guilt-prone, this guilt removal can be an addictive game. The fourth type is called the overreactor or the deflector. People with this kind of toxicity are very good at shifting the blame. For example, a partner reaches out to them to tell them that they are upset by something they did. In a healthy relationship, there could be a fight, but eventually a listening for the other, not in a toxic relationship. Here, the toxic individual will somehow make it about themselves, how actually they are the victim. They are the party that is hurt. And even though you are hurt, you end up comforting the toxic partner. In this confusion, you might actually even end up feeling bad about thinking about yourself. You might feel selfish and that maybe you shouldn't be hurting your partner. This kind of toxic person can show up as a deflector. In this case, instead of making it about themselves, they make it about you, but just not in a good way. They find a way to make it your fault, that you are too sensitive, 
you have misread the situation or a gentle detour with the question, do you love me? Now, instead of getting caught up in the fight, you look for reasons you love them to explain to them. The fifth one is a unique kind. This is the over-dependent partner. Here, the toxic partner seemingly gives control over all their decisions to their partner. They are passive and want you to make every single decision from planning a holiday to what to eat for dinner. This may sound like a reverse of control, but what happens is the person who makes the decision also has to take the responsibility for it. Now imagine the partner decided that they will go out to eat continental food. The toxic partner has asked them to decide. So they must be okay with this decision, right? No, they actually don't want to eat continental food. And now this wrong decision is punished with passive aggressive behavior. So when they sit down to dinner, the toxic partner will be silent, sulk and not talk to their partner. Passivity is actually a very dangerous tool. A person in this kind of relationship goes through constant anxiety, wondering if they are making the right decision. However, not just the partner, but the toxic partner might be channelizing their anxiety into over-dependence. By letting the other person make the decisions, they are distancing themselves from any accountability and risk involved. The sixth one goes by the name the independent non-dependent. This individual seeks control by hiding behind the excuse of independence. They proclaim their motto as, I am not going to let anyone control me. With this as a facade, they are able to commit but not live up to it. For anything you say, they use their motto. What they are actually doing is keeping the other person on their toes. Will the toxic person show up? Will they not? Will they take you for the movie or will they cancel last minute? They will come up with a believable excuse for not keeping up their commitment. The control here is driven by the uncertainty of not knowing what will come next. Inevitably, this makes you feel insecure in the relationship. You never know really if the person is committed to you. The partner will end up questioning them, often desperately seeking validation, but the response will be vague, leaving you in constant anxiety. The seventh type of toxic person is the user. This person actually seems very nice. They are pleasant fun and wonderful to be around, especially in the beginning of the relationship. But this good nature comes with a clause. They are nice to you as long as you keep doing things for them. It is a one-sided relationship where you keep giving and they keep taking. After all, that you will still fall short. They are fickle, only looking for people to do things for them. As soon as you start depending on them, for time, resources, they get irritable and will look for someone else. Sometimes, this toxic person will do something for you. Something small, which does not mean much to them. It is not out of love or affection. Handing over an obligation to you, which means 
the next time when you ask them why they do nothing for you, they will pull this up and remind you. Again, it is an extremely draining relationship where you begin to lose your sense of your own self. This toxic relationship is like paying 1000 bucks for a gulab jamun. It's really not worth the investment. The eighth and the last one we discussed today is the possessive paranoid toxic controller. These kind of individuals come early with red flags. As the name suggests, they are possessive controllers. In the beginning, you might think their jealousy is romantic, but over time it gets more and more claustrophobic. They will check your phone, they will keep looking around, they will want to know everything about you, who you're meeting, when you're meeting. They might even cross the line and use illegal methods to track and trace you. They will distance you from family and friends. They don't look at this as a relationship. In their minds, they own you. No amount of reassurance can convince them that you love them and are loyal to them. They will always be hyper paranoid. All toxic people are essentially looking for one thing control. They will use different methods at their disposal to get what they want. Whether it's direct jealousy and anger or subtle methods like guilt tripping, eventually they will control your life. People in toxic relationships slowly lose their sense of self. They usually are anxious, drained of emotional energy and no other life apart from this relationship. Recognizing a toxic relationship is not easy and coming out of one is even more difficult. The brainwashing is high and especially with people close, it's at very, very difficult to get out of one. The best way to avoid these relationships is understanding that you deserve more than scraps of attention thrown at you. Constant work on yourselves will show you our patterns and when we get attracted to these kind of people, ultimately, awareness leads the way. Next week, I will be talking about yet another interesting theme. If you have any particular themes you'd like us to talk about, write in to Anna at AnnaChandy.com and I will address it in the coming weeks. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I will see you in a fortnight with another discovery. You can subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes and Spotify. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new 